Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Shares, where we add value to people's lives happening every day. We chat about everything, leadership, coaching, and marketing. Um, and it, this happens every Wednesday and Thursday on ebizradio.com. You can catch the Lunchtime Series on all major podcast channels. And to help us grow the channel, please follow, like, and share today's conversation. In today's conversation, we have our wonderful resident uh, coach who always joins us uh, on a month-to-month -month basis. And um, she's one of the, the directors and co-owners co of Raintree Business Coaching. Leonie Kutsia, welcome to the show and thanks for joining me again. Thanks, Kevin. Always love being here. Thanks for the opportunity. So, I mean, Leonis, we've been chatting about some of the things in the world that we've noticed that uh, that are coming up. And I mean, we, uh, we know about the great resignation. That's a conversation we've had uh, on the show before. We we know that, um, you know, there's, there's people are responding differently to, in the world. Um, and today's conversation is really based on the tool that we that we use and a tool that I want to be able to share with uh, with you and uh, the audience. Um, but before we get there, like, you know, just from your perspective, why is it that you want to talk about this? What, what, what stood out about this conversation for you? You know, Kevin, as a business owner, we, we listen to the rumble and grumble from our clients. Um, and listening to the rumble and grumble from our clients, I started looking at the research. Um, and to be honest, I was a little bit horrified when I saw the research and really what is happening. Um, and how big the great resignation or the big, big quit really is. Um, if you look at the research done by McKinsey, um, where they polled workers in the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, India, and Singapore, 40% of these workers said that they are planning to leave their jobs in the near future. Yeah. In June, there were 4 million US workers that left. Um, and then if we looked at the stats from the Chartered Institute of, of uh, Personnel and Development, a recent study that they've done showed that more than 6.5 million people in the UK are expected to leave their jobs in the next year. Sure. Um, and that really made me sit upright and realize that this is bigger than I anticipated and that we really as coaches need to hone in here and really look at how do we support our business owners, our leaders in business, because the reality is that the impact on small businesses, on business owners, on leaders are huge. Um, it could really be detr detrimental, and specific, specifically in South Africa, where we are an entrepreneurial nation, where there are so many businesses trying to make it work in already tough circumstances. It is really important for us to be able to support. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation today. I also just want to share some stats that I found in, in just in the last one, uh, between 2021 20, uh, and 2022, um, stats that the World Economic Forum shows that 40, 71% uh, of um, uh, employees want better financial rewards, 69 want to be fulfilled in the work, work environment, and 60, 60, uh, 66% want to truly be themselves. They're seeking belonging. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And one of the I'm so glad that you mentioned South Africa because I was lying in bed the one morning and read the business inside South Africa sort of came up with this why the big resignations happening, why this big change and everything. And some of the stats that they they shared was uh, or the reasons, at least, is people are looking for flexible work structures. Yeah. Uh, they're looking for personal development opportunities and 
escaping toxic culture in the workplace, which I found so fascinating that, you know, part of what the World Economic Forum was saying linked directly to, you know, the, what South Africans ex are experiencing and how it's showing up for them. Yeah. So I think it's, it's it a really good conversation. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in here and rudely interrupt you because I'm scared it's going to jump out of my mind. But it's, it 100% aligns with, with what I've been reading up in terms of the why wages is coming up quite a lot. And I think we need to be open and honest here to say to business owners, you need to ensure that payment is fair. Once payment is fair, um, you know, then we start digging deeper and then it comes to the more flexibility. That's definitely something that came up after COVID and all of the research is showing it. But that fulfillment, we want to make a difference. I want to feel fulfilled. There needs to be opportunity. Um, and that, I think, links to the conversation that you and I specifically wanted to have today around how, what are the tools that we can offer to support leaders in business? Well, I think, you know, the first thing that I, that I, that so many people forget, and I think, you know, um, the, the, the phrase, the human centric leader, you know, the, it's, we, we've been hearing it in the last couple of years already and the importance of that. But I think, you know, one part that we sometimes forget, and I don't know why we do this as humans is the people we're dealing with. The, the people who, um, you know, and it all starts with me as the individual. Um, when I'm looking at my employees, they are people first. They are people who have needs. They are people who have dreams. They are people who have have hopes and, and fears and uh, you know, limiting beliefs for that matter, right? Mm. But first and foremost, they are people. And I think, you know, a human-centric leader uh, and someone who makes a difference comes from a human-centric place, right? And for you to be able to do that, you really, it's a, it's a complete mindset shift. The Arbinger, you know, speaks about the Arbinger Institute, speaks about inward and outward mindset and um, having an outward mindset so that you kind of go, well, who is this person? Um, what what do they need in their lives? How can I be of service to them so that if they can do well and they can prosper, then I'm probably going to prosper as well based on the fact that I'm upholding that and I'm helping them grow and I'm helping them be better and be more than they were yesterday. And I think that is a, a big thing. And I think it's a it's almost a culture shift, you know, if we look yeah. at the country. But if we look at the world, I think there's a big drive. And I'm so glad that people are on a big drive of making the shift of where's our mindset and how are we actually actively being involved with people and, you know, how we show up for people in our environments. You know, it feels similar to the mind shift that leaders and business owners had to make in the past where we used to be very product centric. Like here's my solution or here's my service and now I'm selling it to you and I'm showing you how this is the best and that has shifted um, and it really was challenging for business owners and, and, and leaders in business to go but it's not about my product anymore or my service it is it's about becoming client centric customer centric and understanding what are the needs and the wants of my customers um, and then fulfilling that or serving them this feels very similar to Instead of now going, here's a job, you need to do it, going, what does it cost me 
if someone leaves my organization? What is the real cost to company when someone leaves on the staff who needs to pick up, on some person that needs to go through the grueling process of looking for someone new, interviewing them, um, hopefully find the right person, then that whole um, training process and how long does it take before we really start getting return on investment on that person. And then there's still the chance of them not being the right match to the business. There might be a, a culture mismatch. Um, it's really, really expensive when people start leaving our businesses. Yeah. And once we understand that is a mind shift required here again, it becomes quite obvious going, actually, I need to, in the same way that I look after my customers, I need to look after my staff. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, if you have a high attrition rate in your business, your, uh, that says something about your business, mm. plain and simply, there's something there that is wrong, something there that is not working. Um, and um, very often people will go, especially, you know, I think of call centers because call centers very often have quite high attrition rates, but there are call centers that get it right. They don't. Yeah. Right. And you kind of say, yeah, but you know, it's standard industry that we have high attrition. People yes. just leave and you go, no, but why, why is it that some, some call centers don't, they have people working there for 10, 15 years. Why does, why do we make a high attrition rate in a call center environment uh, a norm that, that that's normal? Right. Yeah. I think and, 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 and if you look at the benefit to your business, if you keep the expertise and the knowledge and the skill set in your business, yeah, it's just absolutely. so valuable, so valuable. So, I mean, one of the things that I wanted to mention and that uh, that sort of leads us to this conversation is um, the human needs. How do we how do we actually have a conversation about the human needs? Because um, when we really start understanding what the core human needs are, we really get on board with how to actually start recognizing who our people are and and understanding who they are, what they need. Um, and and making uh, you know concerted effort to actually see what is what is that person required or, or what is uh, what is the requirements for that person to actually motivate them what, what is it that they need to to flourish and what what they need to to feel fulfilled because as humans we all have these needs right mm -hmm. and there's a case of saying do I know my employees' needs? Do I recognize what their needs are and how how that will impact how they show up and perform in this environment? And I think a lot of most organizations I know don't know this. And, and I think what's important to mention here is if, you know, you as a listener are listening to this and thinking for yourself, you know, but actually I'm, I'm considering leaving because I'm deeply unhappy. Listen to this tool um, and see how it can support you to obtain what you need to maybe stay. Yeah. yeah so, so please share. Kevin, share, share. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we, so one of the things that um, uh, Tony Robbins shares, and, and he speaks about this very often, and he says, each of us are unique and shaped by our individual life events and corresponding emotions. Many of our deepest needs are developed in childhood. When our minds are taking in all the information they can, this information, whether positive or negative, creates our beliefs and our values, and those create our entire world. It's, mm. And it's been proven that the stress in childhood has lasting effects on the brain, chemistry, and development. But each of us prioritizes our needs differently, and our decisions are based on which needs we put first. While the six human needs are deep-seated, 
remember that your past is not your future unless you live there. And you can choose to fulfill your needs in a healthy way as well as bring balance to your life by developing your ability to fulfill your needs equally. And uh, the, the six human needs, the first one, and I'm going to jump straight into it, is the first one that we all need is certainty. And this is an assurance that you can gain or that you can avoid pain and, or, or gain pleasure, right? And understanding that. Now, for me, certainty, uh, simple, 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 right? Certainty that I need in my relationship, I need to know that my relationship is okay for me to feel certain about this relationship. Certainty that, you know, in my, in my work capacity, that I have clients, that, I have, that I'm busy, that I'm uh, meeting, that I'm networking, that I'm doing stuff, that there's money, there's income, there's certainty, right um certainty within my friends um the people who i connect with um i there's i create certainty with 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 those things in my world and if i have certainty i function better the moment one of those uh, those areas are affected specifically for me I start behaving crazy. I will start having a little bit crazy behavior. I would act out or I'll be, um, you know, I'll be very snappy and or maybe rude when I didn't you know, unin unintentionally. But for me as a, as a person, as an individual, certainty is a really, really high on my, on my human, human needs list, right? Um, really based on the fact that I function better when I have certainty. And this is so true for staff in business, which is often when we step into businesses and begin an environment where there is no transparency, transparency on the table, there's no clear communication and staff is uncertain about the safety of the business, they start jumping ship. Yeah. Um, being transparent, being creating a safe, certain environment for your staff is critical. Yeah. Making them part of the solution. You know, it's, it's the type of questions that you need to ask yourself, even if things aren't going as well, instead of creating that front that everybody can see through, by the way, um, you know, how can you maybe create certainty within the staff around creating solutions together? Or, you know, there's so many different things that you can do, but making sure that staff feel certain, that yeah. they feel safe within the organization. I mean, and that speaks to psychological safety as well, mm -hmm. right? How do you do that? How do you, uh, how do you make sure that, that you're, you're sharing transparent information? How do you make sure that your succession planning is obvious, yes. right? Sometimes, you know, it's, people go, well, I'm a manager. I don't like, I don't know what to even do in this place because I don't know where I'm going because there's no succession planning here for me. Oh, I don't yeah. know what to do, yeah. right? And immediately, just because of that, you've created uncertainty for this person who maybe requires certainty to function optimally. Mm -hmm. But when you're not, it, it really, it really, you know, that negative behavior really kicks in. I remember the day that um, we had a new MD that joined the organization where I was at. Um, and one of the things that he put in place was we had a quarterly meeting um, where our targets, what we were achieving, what we were working towards were shared. So suddenly people were working together towards the same goals. Um, there was very clear career path being created. So I knew exactly where I was going and what I had to do to get to my next. Yeah. The difference in how that team pulled together, I cannot tell you. It was, it was phenomenal. 
And it just creates because we created certainty. And even in uncertain environments where we were really t tackling challenges, um, we as a team, there was transparency. And as a team, we said, okay, these are the challenges. Let's work together on that. And let's find the solutions. So we always felt safe. Yeah. So, I mean, certainty, as you can hear, guys, certainty, a really, really big factor that, that we as humans really need. But the next, the strange one to this uh, is the, the, the very opposite of what certainty is, and it creates uncertainty, but more of a side of variety, right? So, as humans, um, variety, what variety does for us is it, cre it creates sort of a, an experience of wow, it creates an experience of um, off the cuff kind of mm, excitement, um, new excitement, new challenges, yeah, new challenges, yeah. Um, right? And again, if variety is something that you as an individual hold high, um, it's 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 gonna and you find yourself in a in a job that you do something consistently the same every day, that in itself is going to be challenging, right? Because yeah. Variety, we all need variety. Variety is the spice of life, right? I always make this terrible joke where you say, you know, that 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 special little cupboard that you have in your room where you've got outfits and things and <laughs> things and that, that you only open once a month um, as a couple. You know, people have those 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 cupboards based on the fact that it creates variety for a relationship, right? And as much as it does for a relationship, it also needs the variety. You also need that in your work capacity. So I, I look at, you know, from a small business uh, perspective, for me, I'm constantly creating stuff, constantly doing something new. My, I'm never bored. You know, I never, I can never say, oh, well, I'm so bored with this already because I, like there's so much happening in my life uh, automatically. But if we take it to a work context and we look at employees, you know, how do we then create variety for employees? Because essentially, if they, if they are a call center agent, if they are a team leader, if they are a manager, how are you giving them opportunities in that environment to, to, uh, you know, shift it up or play it up a bit and and create something different. Um, and one of the things that I've I've challenged um, uh, a call center perspective from was change your who's the manager for the week every week. Just change the manager because what that does do is it gives perspective to that individual who usually is just the the. Um, a call center agent, but then suddenly they now have responsibility for a week and you kind of go, how does this person show up, right? That way you're also giving someone a, an opportunity to experience responsibility differently. And yeah. sometimes they shine, sometimes they fall, but as the leader, you could be there to help them and guide them and, and make them experience more to the business. So again, variety is, is such a big, big need. I also want to challenge our listeners, listeners a little bit, Kevin, you know, if, if you're that person saying, you know, I'm so stuck and I'm so bored on my job and, and no one's given me the opportunity, I do want to challenge that a little bit and say, you know, what is stopping you from putting up your hand and saying, you know what, guys, um, I'd like a little bit of flexibility. I'd like to try some stuff. Be creative. Get involved. Nominate yourself. Have yeah. the conversations. Um, but understand that same old, same old, same old, you get bored. And that's also if people start making mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think it's also important to understand that some people need more variety than others. 
Some people yeah. are, you know, the, the their safety need is higher than the variety need. And it's just important to understand that about yourself and communicate that. But we all need a little bit of spice. Yeah. Um, and, and keeping our jobs interesting. Um, it's very, very important. The next one that they, they, they mention and they speak of is um, the need for significance, feeling unique, important, special or needed. And I, you know, this is something that I've struggled with, right, in my own personal capacity. But I also understand um, uh, that because very often when you go, oh, well, why do you need to be significant? Like, you know, wh why is this the thing? Um, but if you dig deeper and you really understand what the need really is, is, um, you know, in relationship con uh, context, I will call my significant other, my significant other. He's significant because he's my significant other, yeah. right? There's significance there. Um, you know, in that capacity, it's really, really important. Um, in your work environment, um, when people don't recognize the significance of what people do, uh, and the fact that they've actually done well and they don't get recommended or uh, recognized for yeah. that matter, yeah. they, uh, people feel that people, yeah. people kind of go, are you kidding me? I've been working on this project for six months and all you said was well done to that team and that leader of that team. And you didn't, and I was the key player in this environment. Um, immediately, that person's going to go on LinkedIn job search, like, <laughs> search. Because yeah, it's yeah. like, where's my significance? Why are you not taking note of the fact that I did something and I, as a person, need to be recognized for that? It's an unbelievable, important uh, um, need that, that, that we need to recognize. As leaders, we really have to recognize this one. Um, people become very resentful. Yeah. Um, they lose interest where they go kind of, what's the point? Mm. Um, you get type of leaders who would take the recognition on themselves. It's dear team performed. So therefore they taking all the recognition that the team will become resentful. And yes, like you say, LinkedIn, here we go. Um, it is really important to, I remember a story of, of and, and I'm just bringing a little bit of Enneagram in here. I've, um, the first time I encountered Enneagram, we did it with our team. Um, it was before I became a coach and I, I had a three in my team. Now the three is about being seen as the best, right? Significance yeah. is very high as a human need for them. Yeah. And me and my little oneness was always focusing on what went wrong. Mm. I would always criticize and focus on the negative and fixing and fixing and fixing and the to-do list that never ended. Um, and my team was feeling resentful and my team was going, well, pff, what's the point? Le Leonie will fix it in any way. She's not going to give us recognition. Mm -hmm. And it was such a wake up call for me. And I immediately I shifted it and I said to you guys, I never give you recognition. They go, yeah, we need the gold stars. I'm going, I'm so sorry. I never gave you the gold stars. But just that understanding and a thank you and a recognition and a, I'm proud of my team today that, that X, y, X, Y, or Z, or thank you for doing that. It, it changed the dynamics. I cannot tell you that team pulled together um, and really started winning and, and achieving it. it. It was phenomenal. But I, I want to just bring, uh, as you said now, Leonie, like I want to bring in awareness, self-awareness as a leader, as the owner of the business, as the manager. Where is your awareness of just taking five minutes out of your day, out of your morning schedule, out of your five to eight before you start the day, kind of going, 
what excellence happened last week? What, who like really made a difference to this team? Who really made a difference to what we're doing here? And give them the recognition. Take the time to just recognize someone because it's, it's, it is, it's, you know, it's a, it's a leadership skill of, of self-awareness to be able to do that for other, other people. Yeah. And don't tell me you don't have time. You're going to have to spend lots more time job hunting or, or, or trying to find new employees and training them and getting them up to speed. <laughs> the fourth one they speak about is connection and love, a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something. Now, it's so important, again, you know, no that whole saying that no man is an island, and that's true, right? We, we'd like to think that we're unemotional beings, but we're not. We're emotional beings just having a human experience, right? And we can't do that disconnected from people. You know, it's, it's I mean, when you and I have our conversations, I get excited. I'm like, I can't wait to chat to, to the only, because we have a connection. There's, yeah. there's a, you know, and, and um, for me, there's, uh, there's, I mean, I'm very picky as well who I want to connect with. But when I do, there's a connection of sorts that kind of goes, yes, man, this person gets me. I, I belong here. There's a certain sense of belonging, right? And we all see this. We see this at schools. We see this, you know, even in adulthood where you, where you kind of join the bikers team or you, you, uh, the, you know, a cycling team or a squash team or whatever, and, or a hiking trail or a hiking team, for example, we need a sense of connection and belong with like-minded people and like-minded situations where people can have connection, right? And we can't get past that. Right. And, and I think this is one of the ones um, that was really highlighted during COVID when that connection was yeah. taken away from us. Yeah. Um, and it's something people realize that it's important for them. Um, I personally have a bit of an issue where I walk into organizations and they identify some of the challenges. And when I start joining meetings, they have team meetings and all the cameras are off. And I'm going, guys, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, and and so I'm going, we are feeling disconnected. I'm going, no wonder you are feeling disconnected because you're not connecting. And um, I would I, I would go as far as challenging. I, I would go as far as challenging leaders today to say that um, put it in your calendar once, once a week for an hour where you are actually connecting with people and you're just talking like life and how you're doing and what happened this week and my children and your children and i would challenge especially if you're at a global level and you're speaking at a global level and you're you know at you're speaking at a distance where you can't physically be in the room together mm. connect with people for the sake of connecting with them because they're humans with a need for connection right and also and we, when you're asking me about my my daughter or whatever i feel like you care Exactly. Right. That's 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 the point. Um, Ex-CEO of mine always used to say, "People do business with people." <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> Not with things. You know, yeah. things. People yeah. do business, and it's about before you give your money to anybody, you want to make sure that you can trust that person, right? Exactly. Which is why we we do relationships, and we and we build networks, and we, and we have connections, and. You know, think of the magic that happens when you do brainstorms together and people connect over a room and someone comes up with a crazy idea and someone with three stupid ideas and suddenly the, the third stupid idea just sparks this amazing creative idea. Yeah. Um, 
it's just yeah that connection that's why creativity and ideation is such an important mm. part of of teams and focus and vision and future yeah. right it's so important it plays right into connecting i i absolutely yeah. love that yeah. the the fifth one they they mention is growth an expansion of capacity capability or understanding and i don't i have yet to meet someone who had you know where someone's growth need is sitting at number six it's like oh no i don't need to grow i'm just fine I, I, you know people do people have this need to grow in whatever capacity you know people have the need to grow their families people have the need to grow their life their finances people have the need to to grow their um their capabilities as humans and and learn more and teach more and grow more they have this growth element of them um and in certain coaching the circles <laughs> some people will say you know when you're not growing you're dead you're busy dying so you know get out of your comfort zone and start growing yeah which is a little bit harsh but you know if you think of it you're kind of going well if you're not growing you're you're not you're not there's not more of you than there was yesterday so yeah. growth in itself um is an absolutely essential need and one last thing that I that I can't wait for organizations to actually do is to have a learning, I think I've mentioned this to you before, a learning day incorporated into their work hour mm. or their, uh, their work schedule at least, where we know that on a Thursday between three and five, people are learning at this company, you know, mm. and and there's there's active learning happening and it's part of the foundation and culture of an organization because those are the, the organizations that within 10 years from now are going to be the ones that are thriving yeah. and the others are going to like well, what are they doing that's different and it's going to be based on the fact that you're empowering people to grow yeah. people have this need it's an incredibly important need it also speaks to that like you mentioned the career pathing and how yeah. important that is because people want to see what are the growth opportunities for them within the organization. Um, and they also want to look at for me to get to that next step, what are the things that I need to to improve on? What do I how do I need to learn and grow to get there? Yeah. Um, and it gets to the next and the next. Yeah, this one, this one is my highest need. Um, it's a little bit of an addiction, <laughs> I think. <laughs> But the thing is, when you're doing it, and that's and that's what's beautiful about knowing your six human needs, right? Is when you're there, when you're busy yeah. doing it, and you you know that it's part of your everyday or your every week schedule, that this is my growth time. Um, it doesn't it's not, doesn't feel like this thing that you have to get through. It's yeah. not you know that's not how it feels. If it's if it's if it's so high on your human needs list, you'll you'll be doing it and going, yeah, I'm making time for this. This is yeah. what I love doing. I absolutely want to grow, right? And that's why recognizing it is so useful because you you kind of go ah oh, yeah i see i see this makes sense yeah. the last one they speak to is contribution a sense of service uh, and focus on helping giving to and supporting others now i think for for what we do we also you know contribution uh, is is a big factor in what we do and how we help because for me it's always one like if I could add value, then that's that's important, right? If I'm not adding value, I don't feel like I don't want to be there, mm. right? So for me, contribution is not the highest, but it's up there, you know, in in you know what what I need to feel like I'm making a difference. And and I to the point would say, if I'm not making a difference, I don't want to be in that environment. 
I once uh, worked with an individual who, it was fascinating, um, he was working on a project that he felt didn't make any contribution and his manager was trying everything in their power to support him, to train him, to help him, to mentor him and he just didn't show up. Eventually they got um, an intervention and when we probed we realized this was his highest need um, and he felt that the project that he was on had no contribution whatsoever. They shifted within the same organization, shifted him to a, a project that had real contribution. He shone. It was incredible. And he went back to that previous manager and he, and he thanked the manager for everything that the manager had taught him because he used everything that he learned there that he didn't apply in the old project, in the new project, because it was significantly contributing to a bigger cause. And this is also one that we see standing out a lot. People want to contribute. They, um, it's one of the big needs that also that's standing out after COVID. And a sense of belonging, right? Yeah. If I have a sense of belonging that I have a voice and I matter to even to the smallest degree that, that I contribute something and uh, that I've given the, the platform and space to just be allowed to contribute. I mean, I could, you know, it's, it's, it almost, it's almost like a no brainer, but yet we don't recognize it as relevantly as we should. Mm. So, I mean, just to, just to sort of wrap those, those six up guys, it's certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. Now, I want to just, you know, end this conversation and uh, Leonie, I, I know you might have some examples, but, um, for me, you know, when a CEO acts out, when the manager acts out and he starts yelling, right, very often uh, our immediate sort of fight, flight, fight, freeze kind of <laughs> respond, yeah. trigger response kicks in, right? Mm -hmm. And as a coaching tool, as, a, as an empowering tool, when you look at your six human needs and you start really paying attention to them, you can ask yourself, is this man acting out because he needs certainty? Is he acting out because um, he need, he has a, a really high need for significance that is out of whack, that is out of balance with the rest of his life? Is he, is he panicking because um, the growth and expansion that's supposed to be there is not being met, right? Immediately, when you look at, because essentially intention doesn't equal or doesn't always equal behavior. Intention could be, his intention could be, I need certainty. So my behavior is I'm acting out and going crazy and yelling and screaming, <laughs> shouting at people. But when you have that as a tool, you're kind of going, goodness. This is I interesting. Need, <laughs> yeah. This behavior is, I'm quite curious about this behavior. Yeah. Right? And immediately you can start evaluating what is going on in your environment. It's the same when, when you know someone walks around and, and always makes a mockery of someone else or makes you know the joke someone's always a big joke in the in the room you kind of go for me and i ask this question i kind of look at them and go i wonder if they they need for significance is really big because they they have to make someone look smaller than themselves just so that they can get a few laughs because the need for the significance is so big uh -huh. yeah. right yeah. and when you speak to them to this point and you speak to people to this point they suddenly go oh my goodness maybe i'm the person with the need for significance <laughs> 
maybe I'm the guy that's got this crazy behavior and my intention isn't to be an ass, but my intention is just, I need significance and yeah. I don't have it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Suddenly it put, it puts life and people into context so yeah. much quicker than you suddenly go, Oh, okay. Now I understand why you're showing up the way you are. And it's, it, it becomes a useful tool to go to and kind of go, I wonder what one of these six, what is really showing up for this person? Um, like when people, you know, I think of variety, when people give you, they kind of slapdash, kind of quickly put something together and, you know, the, Move on. and you're kind of going, oh, do you not have enough variety or are you not proud of your work? Um, because you've just thrown this thing together and because then there's a problem here and let's talk about what it is. What is the problem, mm -hmm. right? So in, at, at every level, you can really look at this. Um, the, same, the same could apply to growth. When people give you kind of the kind of work that's, that is thrown together, you can look at, well, maybe this person feels like they've been doing this the whole time. There's too much yeah. repetition here. Yeah, and they don't feel like they, they, they're growing, so they're mm -hmm. just bored with what's, what's being offered. Yeah. And when we come from that perspective, I think it's, it's such a useful tool. Yeah, and and for ourselves also, right? When we when we are stuck in a in a job currently, we are very unhappy. Go and look at the six human needs. What are not being met? Yeah. And what are the conversations that you can have with your manager or with the business owner? What are the opportunities? You know, how can you create that for yourself? Are there some limitations within the work environment that can be fulfilled in your personal life through a hobby or through? Um, some some personal relationships is it necessary to leave the job will another job fill this gap or will you just step into the same old same old because yeah. you haven't recognized what's really what what you know what is really wrong um, yeah. it is just such a powerful tool doesn't matter where you are sitting within the organization whether you're the business owner or the manager leader or the or the or the employee it's to become like you say so beautifully just becoming aware yeah um, yeah. The the last one I just want to touch on, guys, is just a just an example. So you really get some framing around how to use this tool. Is I my, one of my coaching clients had a very we measured his his uh, his needs and uh, there's a, a beautiful little um, tool that we've got that you can we, we're going to share with you later. That his his needs was really high in significance, but he was he was getting all the attention he needed at work, and he was the go-to guy. He was the financial director. He was, he was the bee's knees, really. So at work, he was getting such huge significance. But when he went home, he would, he would lash out at his family. He wasn't seeing his family. He wasn't getting along. He wasn't, there was disruption, right? And only when we actually got to this, the, the human needs, what we discovered was that his perceived idea of not, um, of getting so much significance at his work environment looking at his home environment, he was just projecting the lack of the significance he was getting from his own family until he started going, oh, wow, you know what? Um, I need to connect with my family more. I need to create more significance with my family so that he could balance out his work life and his home life mm -hmm. and find more balance in that environment. So again, you know, even when it comes to, like you mentioned, sitting down with your own needs and kind of going, what is it that you're not meeting? It's just a, it's just a fantastic tool. I love it. Great. Um, guys, so if you want to 
go and check it out. We're going to be giving away the six human needs resource tool for the next 14 days. After that, it's not free. <laughs> so go and check it out. If you want to go, uh, if you want to find out more about it, you're going to have to email. Uh, you'll see, you can actually go to, there's going to be a link on the website. Um, we'll create a little tab for it. You can go to leadershipbydesign.co. That's leadershipbydesign.co, not .com. And uh, there'll be a tab there where you can sort of click on it, fill in your details, and we'll send you the link. And then you can download it and go and check it out, measure your own six human needs, and really see how, how you can actually work with this and um, uh, make a difference to your life, but also make a difference to, to your teams and, and to your business environment. Leonie, any last um, sort of words of or advice that you want to give people today on this? <clears throat> I think if I can just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, um, I've mentioned in the beginning and in the, and it's really just want to highlight it again. The cost to a business when staff leave on any time, on an emotional, on a capacity, the impact on the staff is really significant. Um, it's take the extra time to get to know your staff do the six needs and it is truly a, a, a really awesome tool I, I was playing around with it last week um you know use the tool with your staff get an understanding what are your needs how is it being met get an understanding of your leadership team of the staff have the conversations and really incorporate this as a culture in your business to see the people in your business as the biggest asset in your business look after them and they will look after you Fantastic. I love that. Guys, you can cancel Lunch Slump Series every Wednesday and Thursday on ebizradio.com. Leonie, thank you so much for chatting, and I will chat to you soon. Great. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for now. Bye bye. bye, -bye.